All right, everybody, welcome back to the review. This is your host, Kirk Hill Jr. Uh, we are in the second episode of the third season. I'm very proud of that. And uh, like I said in the previous episode, if you heard before, I'm trying to get more conversational. So I invited one of my longtime friends, my god brother, Anthony, and I wanted him to come in. Uh, we, we've always had a tight bond. And we've always talked about life and just, you know, love, music, movies, the four things that I talk about on this podcast. So if it fits perfectly, uh, we've always had deep discussions about, you know, who we are as people and, and what we want to see in our in our in our community, in our world. And, and just um, the 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 path that we're on, the journeys that we're taking, we've always had that time uh we always find that that one time at some point in the year to just kind of like check in on each other and just be like yo where we at what we doing you know how's everything going uh so i've i've always appreciated uh, anthony's presence in my life so uh without further ado here we go this is this is my god brother anthony take it away kirk man thank you for having me on especially for the kind words man i couldn't agree more you know god brother since middle school yeah most people, yeah, most people can't really say that they had a friendship more than 10 years, let alone that, you know, who knows, next time we wake up, it's going to be 20 years. I know. It's going to be a long time, my friend, you know, yeah, but yeah, he, he's completely right, man. You know, it's like we, we've always had vastly different paths in our life, but we always had that demeanor and that bond where we always just sort of bring ourselves back together. And it didn't matter how far the distance was. Like, I even moved to Florida at one point. I was living in Orlando. Yeah, I no, forgot about that. That's yeah, crazy. You know, <laughs> and, and like, and that was a trip and stressful in itself. But you know, it's like you don't you don't trade those experiences for the world because it helps uh, you become who you are, kind of thing. That's it. And then what we did when I came back to New York, we got to go out and play pool one time, go out for your birthday. Yeah, that was right after New Year's. Right oh after man, New Year's. that was that was mad fun. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. Man. That was oh, a good really day. Was. Yeah, it really was a good day, man. Yeah. And we went to that burger spot where they had the burgers where they do like 14 patties mm-hmm. or whatever it was. I wonder if that's even still around, but nonetheless, man. <laughs> but I'm really happy to be here, and, and especially like in this uh, official capacity on the review. Yeah. Like, this feels pretty monumental, my friend. <laughs> oh, thanks, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we can just get right on into it, bro. Well, I'm going to let you take over. You're going to be the interviewer today, so... Uh... Ask any questions. It's your first time here. Whatever you want to talk about, you know, we can get to it. I know we got. I know eventually we're going to talk about, you know, my project. But we get. We can talk about um some more things. Uh, you know, just whatever you got for me. Let's yeah, absolutely. So I definitely wanted to ask uh, more questions around not only uh, just yourself, but as it relates to previous episodes that you've done too. So like, uh, I know a lot of the common themes that you talked about, and um, you'll probably get into this a little bit later for the project was. A sort of how you perceive yourself in other people's eyes or how you perceive yourself in your own eyes. Yeah. Like what has been some of those triggers to help you realize that it's more about who you are versus how the next person views you? Um, yeah, I think I just had to claim my journey for myself. Mm. Uh, and I think a lot of that goes back to uh, even my childhood, really. Um, I'm... I've always been very close to both my parents. Um, my mother and father have both done episodes on this podcast. So when you get a chance, you can check those out. But, um, you know, I, and, and on both of those things, both of those episodes, I, I express to them how I feel about, you know, their presence in my life and what they've done for me. And we find our ways to connect with each other. And 
the idea that my mother and father are, are worked their lives to leave behind a legacy for me so that I can take up the mantle and, and, and do the same, you know, for my family that I have down the, the, down the road, the family that I'm going to have that I'm having now, you know, so it's just, um, it's, it's always been a, a, a huge thing for me to receive their approval, to make them proud. So I think it starts right from jump. I just, um, I, I tell people all the time, my mother and father are my first two heroes in my life. Um, they both done things, uh, that I admire and look up to, and they both have, um, shown me how much they love me through their actions, through their words and through things that we've experienced together, uh, as, as parent and child. And as I've grown older, I've developed like an individual relationship with both of them, uh, that I really have come to appreciate, especially, you know, with my father now. Uh, and one of the good things that I started to realize, uh, right around, I want to say high school, uh, senior year, right before I graduated, I had to accept the fact that and embrace the fact that both of my parents are, are flawed. You know, both of my parents have flaws. Every human does. And, you know, it, it took a while for me to kind of take that shine away and be like, you know, yeah, they're great. And nothing, none of their flaws take away from how great they are. But I had to understand, like, they've made mistakes, too. You know, both parents, both parents, I had to realize, like, they've both stumbled in their journeys. So any stumbling that I do in my journey, I had to realize that they were there for me even when I disappointed them. Uh, so, um, and one of my aunts was on the phone with me and he, she had even said to me, like, you have to start living your life for you. Because if you spend your entire life trying to please your dad, trying to please your mom, trying to please your girlfriend, trying to please your cousins or any of your close friends, it's it's never going to be satisfying for you. Um, you know, and I'll admit, at, at a certain point in my life, I kind of forgot that lesson. Uh, I did get to a point where I stopped looking for my parents' approval. But then as time went on, I started to focus on like, you know, like, like, like she said, like either my girlfriend or my friends or the rest of the world, uh, especially, you know, when I started being on social media more, you know, um, Snapchat and Instagram, uh, especially, but even with Facebook, like, you know, it, it drives you crazy trying to be like, Oh man, like who watched my story today? Who, how many people liked my post? You know, I, I wrote like a really deep comment. I'm, I'm bearing my soul on here. And nobody's seeing it. It started to really, really bum me out. And then when I would see like my other friends that were taking pictures or, um, you know, posting these new moments and achievements in their life and them getting all this love and showered with comments, it was like, you know, what, what, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? You know, and I started to have resentment and it hurt for a long time long time. And this year I had reached a breaking point. And the last for the last 3 years I've really been 
rediscovering myself and rediscovering who I am, what I want to do and what my journey is. And a lot of it has just kind of been reaffirming what I already knew. I've, I've pretty much known since I was about 14 what I wanted to be in life. I knew I knew I wanted to be a singer. I knew I wanted to act. I knew I wanted to write. I knew I wanted to share my gifts with the world. I knew that I wanted to be married one day. I knew that I wanted to have children. I wanted a family. And, you know, I knew that I was that I want to live somewhere down south eventually, you know, when all is said and done, like I've kind of known the path. I, you know, I always tell myself I, by the end of it all, I want to be a five time Oscar winner, like, you know, or at least <laughs> at least a five time nominee, a three time Oscar winner. You know, yeah, I, I don't have to win every single time, but I, I, I always tell myself like that's that's the goal. I'm getting all of it. I'm getting Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys. I'm getting all of it, you know. So I, I, I've always had that that plan for my life. And I think, you know, a lot of people discover themselves for the first time, like even at my age now at 27. But like, you know, around 20, 21, when you in college, a lot of people are still figuring it out. So for a person like me, who's kind of known since 14 like, you know, I know where I want to end up when it's 13 years later and you don't have all the checks, all the boxes checked. You're, you're kind of like, well, damn, like, right. It's taken a while. But for yeah. other people, they're like, man, I just figured out what I'm going to do. So I'm excited for the journey. For me, I feel like I've been on the journey for a really, really long time. And the longer it takes, the more I feel like I'm letting myself down or the world or, you know, the, the less people are going to be excited about it because they're like, oh, Kirk, you've been telling me this shit since you was a teenager, man. Like, you know, ain't nothing happened yet. So what are you doing? And, you know, so I, I, I've always kind of had that. But I, this year, uh, you know, to make a long story short, to answer the question, this year I've realized that um, I want to live my life for me. Right. And when I live my life for me and put that energy out, people will see it and people will be like, oh, wow, Kirk's really like getting it together. Kirk's really doing what he's got to do. And that has happened. I've started doing things this year and, you know, focusing, doubling down on my goals and a few people still not like the whole world like I used to want. But a few people have been like, hey, I see you, you know, I, I may not like every post. I may not, you know, read every single thing or listen to every song, but I see you and I know you working and um, I'm proud of you, you know, and, and even with the stuff that I haven't necessarily done for me, but the stuff that I've done for my family, I've had strangers or people that see me to, that see how I am. They be like, yo, man, you, you a good dude. I, I see how you are with your family. I see how you are with your girl. I see how you are with your dad. Like, you know, you you really holding it down, and you know, uh, don't don't think that it goes unnoticed. Yeah, you know, and I didn't do it for that reason. I did it because I have responsibilities, and I have a responsibility to myself, and I have a responsibility to my family to just be like, you know, a man takes care of things, takes care of business, and that's what I've been trying to do to the best of my ability. So, when I started to focus on that and just realize, like, regardless of who's watching, these things still have to get done. Right. And don't stop doing it because people aren't paying attention. Once I realized that and and embraced that mentality, uh, you know, I, I'm not really worried about it as much. And I took a break 
from social media uh, for a while. Not not like a big break. Like I didn't deactivate the app, but for a long time, like I, I want to say from May to November, I stopped posting. I, I wasn't really putting anything on my Instagram story. I don't even have Snapchat anymore. Uh, I stopped posting statuses on Facebook. I didn't really do anything because I just wanted to work. I just wanted to do it and not worry about who saw it. You know, I just wanted to do it for me. And, you know, even now, you know, it's December, almost January. And now I still don't post that much. Like I've gotten used to not posting and it's not, you know, and I don't even really consider it a bad thing. I just, I'm just enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has to see it. And I don't need everybody's approval about it. I don't need applause for like the fact that I went down south or the fact that I had a good Christmas or the fact that I enjoyed my birthday. Like I didn't need a big thing for it, you know, but I, I, I you know, I post every now and then now just to let people know I'm OK. But other than that, you know, I, every single thing that flows into my head, I don't th- I don't be like, oh, got to put this on Facebook, you know, <laughs> and it's funny now, like not really even in a judgment um, way, but more so like as an observer, when I go on my Facebook and I see the amount of people that post these big posts and, and these large comments and people that post multiple times a day or people that like debate and go to war in the comments in my head i'd sit back and wonder like where do you guys find the energy and time to do this like it's it's hard and and you know being a social media person you know whether you're getting paid for it or not is really a whole job in itself because you're really trying to find like what's worth posting and what's Mm -hmm. worth talking about Mm -hmm. and it's just it's a headache for me personally so i found that i'm happier when i don't focus on those things anymore so if I never post as much as I used to, if for the few people that were paying attention to those things, I'm sorry if I, you know, there's a big drought, but you know, it is what it is. Right. And yeah, man, you know, it's like unpacking that <clears throat> a lot of things to, to sort of come away from this and whether it's from somebody else and, your, and yourself, there, there's a big distinction between what we call uh, persuasion and manipulation. Not to say it in a way that it's bad, but in the in the sense that sometimes we can manipulate ourselves into believing we have to do something because somebody else wants it right right. versus persuading is where you try to persuade yourself or your parents persuade you to do something because you want it Mm -hmm. right so it it, sometimes it becomes like a really great area because it's like you know you always want to have the people that you love and their approval but is it as important as your own approval right and then what's the kind of approval that you're seeking for yourself is it from yourself or from others and um and that can get confusing sometimes but through all of this you know it's it's almost treated like a roller coaster where you're going to have a lot of these ebbs and flows, these ups and downs. Yeah. But nonetheless, a roller coaster only goes forward. That's Unless it. you're on King the Cod and then you just scared it. Yeah, right, right, right. You're falling back down. But anywho, they're going to tell you you're going to go again until it succeeds. Yeah. Right? So it's like you got you to sort of treat it that way. And, um, and that's all part of the legacy building because you're, you're fumbling through these mistakes so your kids don't have to. Mm-hmm. You're, you're fumbling through these, through these ebbs so that way the flows become ever so much better. Yeah. And that you're really beginning to see a lot about who you're becoming through adversity, not just how you simply react to it. And like me watching you over the years, it's like you've always been consistent with your faith. You've always been consistent with how you are with your family. You've been consistent now that it's being showed through a relationship and where that future is going for you yeah, and her yeah. as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these things it comes from what we call an incubation point is like you get all these qualities about you until it just simply overflows. Yeah. And then that's the kind of message that we're trying to 
uh, basically get out to the world. And I think you're going to be doing a good job with that. And, you know, speaking a little bit for the project now, too, um, what what are some of your plans for the project? What's some of your inspiration behind the project? All right. Well, first, let's get into what the project is. is. Yes. Um, the title of this episode is Road to 27. So mm. uh, I've decided that that is what's going to be the name of this project and it's more or less a vlog or a series of vlogs um and i it didn't start off that way uh in the beginning it had no title uh and it was just like this organic thing i literally was like yo i need to take a break and you know um i just needed like a six month break from social media from the world to just be like yo let's 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 focus again on why we're here why we're doing what we're doing and you know for me for myself and i was at work one day and i had a break nobody was coming in and i literally just hit record and was just like all right um and I just started talking and, you know, and it's, and it wasn't supposed to be a long video it ended up being like about 16 minutes or something like that. Right. And I just started talking about, um, my life. And, uh, in that video, I describe how, when, and I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this on this podcast before, but, uh, when I turned 20, I was supposed to make a documentary about turning 20. That didn't happen, uh, for multiple reasons. Then when I turned 25, I tried to do it again. And, um, when I did that show with my cousins, Militia Uncut, it was supposed to be a show documenting the journey of that show, uh, in a lead up to that would culminate in this like big party that we were going to throw that never happened. Uh, and it was going to coincide with my 25th birthday. So it was going to be this big, big ambitious project that never happened either. I, I don't even think I shot less footage for the 25 than I did for 20. The 21 uh, actually came pretty close, but I just never recorded all the interviews uh, for the project. I recorded some of them. I still have them on my computer uh, now, um, but it just, you know, it just never came to be. Um, and I felt disappointed about that. Uh, so I decided, hey, this time I'm going to do it, but I didn't want to define it. And I didn't really want to give it a deadline so that it could just be something that exists mm -hmm. and something that grows. And each moment for me was just when it was like, all right, let's let's record this. Uh, it was it was kind of cool. Um, the things that I chose to record, the things that I didn't. And it's very conversational. I'm always talking to the camera, talking to the audience and just like, yo, you know, this is what's happening today. This is what I'm going through today uh, and kind of ended up being a series of like journal entries, especially because I'm the one recording. And that was another part that was tricky because throughout the footage, I realized I'm not in a lot of it unless I'm like facing the camera and talking directly to the camera. Right. But it wasn't like I had a crew follow me as I went along throughout my day, which would ideally would have been great. But and when I would think about that, I got discouraged. I was like, well, nobody's watching. Like, I think, you know, I think I need to kind of, um, maybe I should pull the plug on this. And I was like, no, you said you were going to do this. So they're going to get whatever they're going to get. And because it didn't feel documentary style, like 
I decided to change it. So it was supposed to be a film, uh, but now it's going to be more or less a mini series of vlogs. So when the project is done, uh, I think I came up with the title maybe around July or August. I'm not really sure. I got to go back and look at the footage. But um, Road to 27 just seemed to be a good title that summed up what it was. Because by the time I turned 27, I wanted to be like, all right, now I've got my focus back. And I want to look back and say like, hey, I finished this year strong. And the year started off really tough. I had a lot of challenges. And I speak about it in the videos. Um, so I don't want to like spoil the whole thing, you know, for people that want to watch it uh, when it comes out. But, um, you know, by the time I got to 27, it was like, all right, let's let's look back and reflect on what we did, what we didn't do. And let's take that and see how we can be even better moving forward. Um, and, you know, I, I, I really like it. So it's going to be seven episodes. Uh, I was literally telling Anthony, like right before I press record, like I'm probably going to drop it like Disney Plus style where it's like one <laughs> episode a week. Um, you know, uh, I guess it'll be on YouTube. I haven't even really figured that out yet, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a thing and I hope, I hope you all enjoy it and you know, whoever watches it, cool. Whoever doesn't, you're just missing out on a, on a dope journey and it is what it is. So, and even know. if they miss it for now, you know, they're going to watch it when you see it blow up in the future too. Right. Like, man, we're going to look at the Chronicles of Kirk Hill Jr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, you know, I know I have at least one person you know i know you're gonna watch it so right. you know I, I, i'm gonna have at least one view on all those videos and that's that's i've learned to let that be enough for me so right. I'm, I'm i'm okay yeah no, absolutely man you begin to sort of understand the assimate you that's know that's it oh no, look at you not, look not at to you. just plug in another episode nah, that was dope <laughs> that was dope how you did that yeah 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 but so, that's really what it is um, yeah. yeah no absolutely and um and, and I was listening to a couple episodes last night. And I'm surprised I haven't gotten to the review earlier. <laughs> like I definitely should have been because like a lot of like what you've been talking about, or even with your cousin Huli, mm -hmm. and you know even when you're just talking to yourself, like a lot of that self talk, a lot of understanding that if somewhere if if a passion is not really bringing you anywhere, is it really your passion? Do you need to understand the assignment and move on to the next thing, right? Right. Or even how you talk about a lot of the common themes. Um, understanding yourself versus how other people perceive you environment yeah you know being able to understand where it is that you want to go and that sometimes you can't really define the journey but you're already thinking about the result mm -hmm. and then that's going to make the journey in between even if it's unknown that much more worth it and so do you like imagine yourself like doing a lot of the project just here in new york or do you plan to bring this across state lines um as far as the podcast i I would love to bring it with me wherever I go. Uh, now that it's the review and not the Hill review, I really want this to kind of blow up in a big way and just kind of be like a universal thing. Because, again, and even with this episode, uh, it is, you know, naturally going to be a lot about my life and my journey. But I really want it to just be discussions about things in the world and understanding that my journey isn't just my journey or how my journey can relate to another person's journey. So I kind of want it to be more collaborative as time goes on. I want at some point I would love uh, a permanent co-host. I would love for this to just kind of be like a thing where the two of us, whoever that person ends up being, like we just have debates and discussions about 
any topic that we pick and, mm-hmm. and it's just this this alive thing. Um, I would love for there to be more than one person at some point. I would love an episode with three people or four people where it's like almost like um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like the, the Hollywood table where like uh, a couple of actors like they all kind of talk to each other mm-hmm. and just discuss things that they're doing in the world of Hollywood. I would love to for it to be a thing like that. Um, you know, and even even with uh, my cousins when we did our show, I would love for it to get back to uh, a collaborative spirit like that, where it could just be four men talking about what it is to be a man in, in life and having those different viewpoints and mm-hmm. having those real discussions, getting real, you know, getting down to the heart of it. Um, I would love that. And, and even if it... Um, exceeds me one day if somebody decides to take over the podcast and just be like you know this is a new thing and you know but it's still hold on to the spirit of what i started i i wouldn't mind that at all because it would mean that there was a purpose for this and that you know somebody else believed so much in what i started that they want to take care of it and take it to even a a new place that maybe i might not be able to do i i'm i'm totally down for the potential of this podcast, the future of this podcast. And there had gotten to a point where I was going to stop because originally the second season was supposed to be the end of it because I realized I kind of outgrown the need for the podcast for myself to be like, this is my safe space. This is my zone uh, to just kind of let out what I feel, um, you know, away from like the judgment of others. This was kind of like my thing for myself. And I outgrew the need for it, so I stopped it. But then when I realized I could take this thing and give it to the world, release it to the world in a new way where it could be like, I don't need it for me. It's no longer my safe space, but it's a space I've created for others to come in um, and enjoy it and embrace it and feel that that love that I've created for myself. Um, When I realized that, I was like, oh, yeah, this this could be something really, really dope. So, um, this season in particular, if I didn't say it in the last episode, this season in particular is going to be a shorter season. Um, I'm only going to do 10 episodes. Uh, I want to do right now, this is December. So I have two for December, but I want to do, uh, two episodes a month. So that's my plan, uh, up until April. And the reason why it's going to stop in April is because, my daughter is going to be born in April. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank My you. Man. Thank you. So um, I once April comes, once she's here uh, from April through the rest of the year, I, I just want to lock in and just yes. be like, you know, my number one job right now is being a dad to this little girl. And I just want to enjoy it. And I want to do that. And, you know, obviously there'll be other things, other responsibilities that I have in life. But the podcast in particular I kind of want this to be like a short and sweet season. Uh, and this is going to be a testing ground for mm-hmm. what it can be. And once I figure it out, once my daughter's kind of moving around and she kind of understands life and, you know, she's she she can just kind of be there without like me constantly having to feed her and keep her. Alive. I mean, obviously that'll keep happening. But those first <laughs> those first six, seven months of her life, I really just want to be engaged. Yeah, right. I just want to do. Present. Yeah, and I just want to not think about like, oh man, I have an episode to do today. Right. Like, because I, you know, I mean, I put these episodes out, and uh, I do get a little change for like 
every little bit that people listen to it. But this isn't like my job, you know, for for real, for real. It's something that I've chosen to do. So uh, I want to choose to be the most active father that I can. So if this has to take a little sacrifice for a while, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, who knows if by April I know exactly who my co-host is going to be while I'm raising her and while I'm, you know, doing everything, it could be, I could have like planning sessions with my co-host and be like, all right, this is what season four is going to be like. And then, you know, once the next year, 2023 comes, we just hit the ground running and we're like, yeah, we're back in it. And, um, you know, I want to, I kind of want to stick to two episodes a month. So, you know, cause I, in my first two seasons, I did 24 episodes each. Um, and finding the time to do those episodes is always hard. So I want to try to be really consistent and just do two episodes a month, all 12 months, 24 episodes. It's just, it's simple math. It's simple mathematics. And, right. and, and it just works that way. So uh, I, I kind of want to stick with that. I want to see if that works. And if it doesn't work, then we find something new. But that's the that's the joy of it. Like, I want to see what it becomes. Like, it, it's going to be fun for me. But right. for now, this third season, it's just going to be real chill. You know, like I said, these 10 episodes. So this is episode two when we figuring it out. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as you should be, man. It's definitely going to be a, a, a big transition period for you once your baby girl is here, bro. But I have no doubt in my mind you're going to be the absolute best father you could be. Thank and that's going to be a phenomenal, man. And that's been modeled after the amazing parents that you have currently as well. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, now you get to bring her down south, too, and she can see how Greensboro is. And oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah. places, you know? Yeah. When, when she... When, it's going to be so awesome. I'm going to see her face when she walks into this big house that my right. mom has down south. She's going to be like, oh, man, this is crazy. Yo, like, obviously t- in her head, man. Let like, me tell you how much I love the Carolinas, too, bro. I went down to, to Little Rock, South Carolina, like an hour from Raleigh. Nice, nice. And a good friend of mine, Desiree, she was like a work mother to me. Like, she's a phenomenal human being. Her mom lives in Brooklyn, the Brownstone. Okay. Home. So that's right. how we got to know each other. And, like, just going around, seeing how big the houses are, how cheap, but how much better the living is, like mm-hmm. the standard living. Going to Lake George and seeing uh, the NFL team, like the Panthers moving there. So you just yeah, see a lot yeah. of these guys out in the boats, you know. And it's just like how everyone can be really kind down there. And uh, it's definitely a different hospitality, you know. It's, it's sort of reminiscent to how it was in Florida, sadly, Orlando. You know, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get out and go around. But uh, even the five years I lived there, I, I didn't even go to Miami. I'm finally going to Miami for the first time for my birthday in March. That's dope. Right? I haven't been to Miami yet, so I, yeah. I want to get there eventually. I'll have to let you know how it is. Yes, please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> and then Tampa's another one, Ebor City, which is near Tampa. You know, see, I gotta go. See, you and Chris would get along just fine. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> oh, Chris loves Florida. Oh uh, man, that's that's Huli, by the way. But yeah. Okay. Uh, he. Oh man, yeah, he loves Florida. So um, y'all would get along just fine talking about Florida. Like that, that'd be yeah. mad dope. I have to do that, man, because my mom is still down there too, and uh, you know, and and it's probably like one of the bigger things that we sort of uh, deferred on growing up. You know, like uh, my mom, you know, she tried the best she could, and my dad, you know, he was in jail, and I never really got to know him. But mm-hmm. um, for people who had both their parents growing up, for people who didn't really have any of their parents growing up, you know, it's like. Do you define yourself by yourself or do you allow other people to define you? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that for for people like us who basically grew up vastly different and that we got to intertwine through middle school. And then right afterwards, we sort of like separated, you know, even if it's just physically. Yeah. It's like uh, we, we still came to be uh, some pretty good men. Absolutely. Uh, to a lot of other people's lives. Absolutely. You know, and, and now that I'm like thinking about, you know, you doing this project and. 
you know, me having a little sneak peek that I'm not going to spoil for anybody, all right? Yeah. You know, uh, I'm glad to say that there's a question that always goes in my head, is, and, and it's more rhetorical, but, you know, how many people are going to be better off because you live? And mm. if the answer is even one, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm glad to, uh, I'm happy to see uh, the kind of mentor you're going to be. And, you know, uh, what are some other residual thoughts that you have in your mind that you want to get out about all of this? Um, you know, I, it's kind of a, it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, cause I used to feel real behind. Like I said, uh, when you're, when you're a person who's no, who's known what you've wanted to be since like 13, 14, mm. being 27 and not getting there yet, it can feel very discouraging at times. Um, uh, but then it hit me. I, I, I was looking up some stuff and I was looking at like people that uh, successful people that I look up to. Mm. Uh, you know, I think about it and, you know, it's 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 wild. Like uh, Will Smith, when he did the Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. he was in his 20s, you know, and he'd been rapping and doing his thing. But like when he did the show Fresh Prince, it just took him to a whole nother level. Right. That didn't happen. Until he was in his 20s and had, uh, you know, a a once in a lifetime chance encounter with Quincy Jones. Um, And that was really cool. Um, I I think about Oprah Winfrey and as as one of the most successful people, you know, let alone being a woman, being a black woman. One of the most successful people in history. Oprah really, you know, when she did the the talk show, that didn't happen until later on in her life, into her adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, George Lucas, he'd been in film school for years and doing stuff and met Francis Ford Coppola and all that stuff and was working behind the scenes on a lot of things. He didn't blow up until Star Wars. And that was like late 20s for him, you know, so I I, or or maybe even his 30s. Uh, Walt Disney, one of my biggest inspirations in terms of like leaving your mark on the world, you know, not necessarily who he was as a person, but just in his mind, his visionary mind and what he decided to have happen for himself, what he created and the legacy that he left behind, like the name Disney is going to be known for the rest of time because of what he decided to do with his life. So when I think about that, I'm just like, that's crazy. But then when I, when I read up on Walt Disney, um, a little while ago, like a few months ago, even I realized, you know, bro didn't even make Mickey Mouse until he was like 27. You know, right. he had been like going through a lot, trying to get his cartoon studio up and trying to get the rights for certain characters that he created. And when he finally like hit the ball and was like, oh, Mickey Mouse. And it just became a big thing and led to like Snow White and everything else after it was like that pivotal, pivotal moment in his life didn't happen until he was 27. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I still have time. Like, I am I just turned 27. So my time is coming. 2022 could be that year where, like, things just finally start to fall in place. So I'm not, I'm not as behind as I think I am. When I, when I look at it that way, I'm like, you know, I'm still running my race. I still got things to do and I still have time. So uh, that was one of the first things that really, like, helps me get into a better mindset but the main thing honestly is my excitement at 
being a father. I really feel like that more than anything has been, uh, has already been life changing for me in a sense that this is something because, you know, Michael is my stepson. So I wasn't there from the beginning. Right. But for my daughter now, I'll be there from day one, even before day one, I'm here through the pregnancy, like learning, you know, what it's going to be like and, and navigating my girl through her pregnancy and being there with her through moments, watching the ultrasounds, going to the appointments. Like it's all this journey even now. And she's not even really here yet. So I know when she gets here, I'm going to already be so like laser sharp focused at like, you know, tunnel vision for her. And it's going to be so crazy. And it, it, it's, it's so awesome to me that like, this child is a person that I'm going to raise and teach and pass things on to. And I'm going to have my own relationship with this, this, this little human being. And it's something our relate, just like how I grew to have my own individual relationship with my parents. I'm going to have my own significant relationship with my daughter, aside from her mother or her family or my grand, my mom as a grandmother, like anything else me and her are going to have our own relationship as father and daughter. And that excites me so much. Like, I, and I really keep it in. I don't broadcast this to a lot of people, but like inside I'm so overjoyed and I don't want anything in my life to take that away from me. I never want to feel guilty for loving my daughter, you know, right. for being like just over the moon about the fact that, she's going to be here and that, you know, she's going to be whatever it is that she's going to be. Um, and just the possibility of her is, is wonderful. Even with Michael, like seeing him grow now from two to almost five, seeing him grow into the person that he's becoming. And he has seen a lot of me and tries to emulate who I am. He loves Michael Jackson. Like I love Michael Jackson. Mm. He acts out movies that he sees like the same way that I used to when I was a kid. Like there's so much of me that he takes and pulls from. And he, you know, he tells his mom all the time, I want to do this like daddy. And in my head, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't even notice it. But it's just me <laughs> being whoever I am does something for him. Next thing you know, he's going to start doing monologues. You know too. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it's it's going to be crazy. So it's, it's, you know, knowing that I've already left that impact on one person one child just knowing that that's going to happen again for my daughter is going to be it's just so fulfilling for me right and if i never had a reason to do it before i have a reason to do it now like finishing this project doing everything that i want to do with my life like all those goals that i had you know even though i'm doing it for me it's like doing it for her is like a whole nother motivation that I never really felt before. Um, and I think about what my father said to me and my father always said like, Hey man, when, when I knew you were coming, when I found out you were on your way, especially when I knew you were a boy, Oh man, like my son became first on the totem pole, like everything else in my life, hanging out with the guys, um, playing sports, watching the games, uh, my job, everything else just kind of like went down one on the ladder because you were there and right. 
being the best father that I can be to you was like my main motivation. And I always wanted to let you know that I loved you most out of anything in this world. And, you know, my father saying that to me always just always stuck to me. Mm. And and I, I never really fully understood it until now. And now with her on the way, I feel that same way. It's like I ha- I know nothing about you other than that you're a baby and you're a girl and I know what I'm going to name you and all that other stuff. But like you are going to be here one day and I already feel so devoted to you that it's like everything I'm, I do in life is for your betterment so that I know that you can have a great life right. and it's going to motivate me to want it for myself because I want to enjoy my life also and if she sees me as a man that did what he needed to do for himself and created a life for himself that he could enjoy and not for everybody else's approval you know for her to see a father that lived his life for him and made his own journey made his own path it'll inspire her to be that same kind of woman and I want Michael to be that kind of man like it's right. that legacy that I'm leaving behind is so crazy to me and it, and, it, and it makes me think about everything like my family and every, all of our you know our journeys in life everything that we've been through you know what was it all for what was it about and I think about my mother I have to talk about both parents because they just go hand in hand so right. when I think about my dad I think about what he said to me but when I think about my mother I think about everything she did for me and my sisters and I just know in my heart like it would be a disservice to her if everything that she did was for me to just kind of like like well all right and just take my life so lightly and not worry about anything that happens and have no responsibilities and just be like well you know I'll figure it out and and just kind of like coast through life I don't want to coast I want to just live and enjoy and if it means working hard then it means working hard but it's like I want to do it I want to work knowing that I'm working for something working for myself and like I said creating that avenue to just be like man I'm I'm there you know Mm -hmm. and me and my cousin talk about it just sneak peek for the video but in the first video I make I, I reference cool summer nights and cool summer nights was always like the theme like the end game goal to be like all I want to do is have my house down south have a good barbecue fam come over we chill and at the end of it have a cool summer night where I just sit on a chair on my backyard and watch the stars and you know have a little drink of Sprite you know and just be like (laughs) hey and and just know that like I did it I, I made it happen I got here and now I can relax a little bit that's that's the goal and I'm not you know and I'm not there yet so that's um that's the motivation and and my daughter's definitely a big push in that motivation so right you know and to bring it all full circle this this project this road to 27 series is the beginning of that new sense of devotion to be like hey we're gonna live life on our terms we're gonna live life for ourselves and we're just gonna enjoy moments regardless of who's there for it you know and it's gonna you know it's just it's just gonna be all right 
And I look back at some of my older episodes and I'm like, yo, I was spitting truth. All those times that I was like sad and down and not sure where I was going to be. All I had to do is just play one of my old episodes and just hear myself talk about the kind of life I wanted and, and how to go about life. And I'd be all right. Like, it's crazy. I I, I already know. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I know that I have it in me. I know that I have the tools to get there. It's just about that discipline and just being like, yo, block out all the block out all the distractions, get rid of all the liabilities and just get there. Right. You know? That's true, man. You know, and, and your why is only becoming bigger, especially with your daughter on the way in. Yeah. You, you said it perfectly about, you know, how the next generation, in your case specifically, Michael, and your soon to be daughter and how they emulate you. And that's going to be utmost important on why you're you're going to continue doing this project. You're going to continue doing these podcasts because not only is it showing your growth, but now you're actually able to have that self-talk with yourself, review your old episodes, yeah. see the start, stop, and continues for habits that you may need to change because the more you change, the more they're going to change. Absolutely. And that, you know, it's not about everyone else's opinion on it and what you know, it's great if they give you good feedback or good feed forward, but it's going to be the utmost important uh, seeing how you are as a man because of how your son and your daughter are going to be growing up. That's it. And that's going to be the big part. And I'm really excited to see how it's going to go down for sure. But Thanks. That's, that's about all I have, man. Uh, you, you, you spat a lot of truth. And it's got me excited to see the Disney Plus kind of style <laughs> of of uh, weekly launches for, for the project. And I just couldn't be more proud of you, man. You know, the universe is going to conspire to to do what it is that you want to do, provided you're putting in the work. So let's get to work. Thanks, man. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. So any final thoughts? You know, just just be on the lookout, everybody. And anybody who's listened to my podcast, whether you're brand new or you've been following me from the beginning, I, I, I thank y'all. Even you, Anthony, as a new listener i hope you yes. you know i hope you go back and listen to some some oh, of the other to. episodes you I know to. let me know what your favorites are uh yeah. and you know we just kind of go from there um from the episodes that you did listen to which ones were you like really feeling uh, i really resonated a lot with understand the assignment and then a close second was definitely down south um, yeah. I, down south was probably my favorite yeah episode honestly. i'm glad you recommended that one too. yeah yeah and uh and, and for understand the assignment that was a, a lot of me growing up too i always tried to be a part of every clique in every school you know especially because it wasn't as organic as it was for us in middle school where mm-hmm. you know it was a, a very intimate small school and we were just able to just basically be around each other yeah and then you go to florida and it's like you're in a high school that's 11 buildings that's crazy and so many football teams and baseball teams and and all this other stuff, I was like, man, I never really thought about the kind of kid that I am or the person that I am. And so I tried to do everything. And I, I tried to be a jack of all trades, but I was a master of none. Mm. And, and that, that sort of made me shut down for a while. And uh, going through a lot of high school, uh, not knowing uh, who I want to be around, if I even want to be around me. And being so far out of place, especially down south, where at the time it was just me, my mom. And not even my sisters. They went to go live with their dad in New Jersey. Mm. So, you know, it was, it was like truly being alone. And and even into my first job, like I was a private armed security guard, 120 pounds soaking wet, walking around with a taser and a gun. Like, who needs to be doing that, man? Right, right. You know what I mean? 
So it's like even going up through my early 20s, I was still trying to identify who I was. And uh, I think when you spoke on understanding the assignment and uh, trying to identify what your passion, trying to identify when to make that change, knowing it's okay to seek help and it may be therapy for you and it may mm-hmm. be uh, certain people you might meet along the path for other people, but I really resonated with that. And uh, it's definitely helped me a lot. And um, and that was quite evident like back when we were really starting the first talk again, like when I was talking on with me and my mentorship at the time or yeah, yeah. me and my bike club and my car club. You know, it's like these different clicks in my life now really starting to... Uh, help me identify who I am and then it makes me more more comfortable with the associations that I have and especially with you being one of those so uh, understand the assignment was definitely the one for me yeah yeah I, I appreciate that <laughs> yeah I, I knew I knew it was gonna be like uh, a topic that resonated with people because it's what it's what we all go through like right. and, and it's such a wild thing because it, it started as this like internet like joke about mm-hmm. acting where you're just like oh man this actor understood the assignment but like when you get deep into it, it's like that's what life is. And honestly, acting is always, well, the reason why I love acting so much is because acting is really depicting life, depicting what humans go through, uh, and and expressing human emotion in such a profound and dramatic way that like you can't help but take something away from it, whether it's a drama or a comedy. Like it's just like wow, that's that's really how life is too. Like you know, yeah. and you feel that. So as an actor, it is our job to understand the assignment understand the role that we're playing but in life that's what it is too is like understand the assignment if i'm gonna be a person that drives a car i gotta understand the assignment of being a driver i gotta Mm -hmm. understand what it means Mm -hmm. to protect myself protect my passengers protect the people driving around me and be responsible with my car if i'm gonna be you know uh, a, a security guard I gotta understand the assignment of what it means to be a security guard whatever it is in life and now me as a father like the assignment of being a father is something that I really want to take seriously so it, it, you know you you literally can use understanding the assignment with anything in your life I you know agree. positive or negative if you're gonna make a decision that a lot of people don't agree with or if you're gonna make a even if you're gonna be you know selfish understand the assignment of what it means to be selfish and what comes with that you know everything every choice you make has consequences good or bad and you just gotta like you know like my cousin told me you just gotta kind of gotta stand in that and just be like well this is what i did you know um so i just want to be proud of what i stood in and what i did with my life and this project is the assignment that that was my most recent assignment doing that project and I saw it through and I'm glad that I did you know so when it all get, gets edited together and, and it's out there I can finally say that like I recorded this chapter of my life you know and I'm and I'm proud I'm proud of it so um yeah I, I thank you all for listening I thank you Anthony for being here you're welcome to come back you know at some point, you know, you could be around in season four. Who knows? We'll, you know, so we'll, we'll be down for more conversations. And, you know, regardless of whether we do this or not, you and me, we always going to be bros. You know, you're my godbrother for life. So there'll be plenty of more conversations to come. Hopefully there'll be some more guests uh, later down the line. So stay tuned. Be blessed. And we'll catch you on the next episode of The Review.